welcome to the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast, where we talk everything bluegrass in old-time country from the Maritimes and beyond. If you're a fan of bluegrass music, you're sure to hear something that you like. From G-Runs and Mandolin Stops to Banjo Kicks and Mandolin Chops. Howdy folks and welcome back to the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast. We're back here for episode three. This is your host, as always, Doug Proctor. And uh, I've got my co-host with me today, at least for a little bit, my lovely wife, Vicki Proctor. She also plays fiddle in our band, New Vintage. Say hi to everybody, Vicki. Hello. She's just here, uh, happened to be home while I was recording this episode, or at least the opening to this episode, and I thought I'd get her in on everything. We just take a minute and thank everyone for the positive responses that we've got over the past few months of the first two episodes of the podcast that were released. We had uh, Jeff Noss and Justin Noss from the band The Bluegrass Unit, uh, based out of the South Shore, Nova Scotia, as guests, and got lots of great reviews. Um, didn't quite get as many ratings and reviews on iTunes as I would like, so uh, we're going to have a contest that I'll explain a little bit later, that hopefully can uh, get some of that for me. Uh, we took the summer off from the podcast because we were busy with the band. Uh, played a few festivals. Five, actually. Um, three in Prince Edward Island, one down in Maine, and one here in Nova Scotia. It was nice to play in Nova Scotia. Yeah, finally. We did it uh, Labor Day weekend that just passed down at Stewiak Bluegrass Festival. Uh, the first one we played at was uh, St. Louis uh, Bluegrass um, Old Time Music Festival over in PEI. Eileen Brown and a bunch of them folks from over that way had us over. It was a good time. The weather was great. Yeah, we luck- actually lucked out with a lot of the weather, didn't we, over in PEI yes, this year? Um, yeah, and we got to see some decent bands uh, all summer, but when we were down in the States, there was a few American bands that were at the same festival we were at, the County Bluegrass Festival, held in Fort Fairfield, Maine. Um, Larry Stevenson Band was there. Vicky and I got to catch them. The rest of the group didn't make it on uh, Thursday evening, but uh, it was definitely worth going. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. Larry never disappoints. <clears throat> Kenny Ingram on the banjo. He had a new, fit, a new guitar player. I wasn't familiar with the guy, but he sang and picked really, really well. I was impressed. Little Roy and uh, Lizzie show, entertaining as always, and uh, Sideline. It was great to see those guys. They had quite a drive from North Carolina all the way up to northern Maine, but they put on a show and they did not disappoint. But uh, besides playing, we actually attended a bluegrass festival. Which was nice. Yeah. We uh, enjoy the festival. Got to go up to Rogersville, New Brunswick. Uh, Doyle Lawson and Quicksilver were playing along with a bunch of other Groups from around the Maritimes and another band from the States, the Darren and Brooke Aldridge Band. Um, Doyle Lawson and Quicksilver. Absolutely amazing, as usual, folks. Just never seem uh, disappointed when you walk away from their show. They uh, traveled a long way, put on an absolutely unbelievable show Saturday night to, I'm going to say, a couple thousand people at Rogersville. Unbelievable. And we've never been to that location before. No, it was our first time there. The Royce put that on and it was a it was a great, quite great packed. spot. Yeah, I was impressed. We also uh folks took quite a break in releasing podcasts because we're trying to um, upgrade 
our audio to you folks so that it sounds a little bit better. What we were using before was literally a set of iPhone headphones and using the microphone that was built into that. So I wasn't happy with the quality and we've uh, upgraded here today. We've been trying to record all day, but uh, the microphone that we had was giving us some awful, awful issues. So uh, we're actually recording right through the Zoom H4N recorders, uh, stereo microphones that are built on board. And we're going to see how this open turns out. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's a little better to listen to and uh, comes through your stereo or your uh, mobile device, whatever it is you listen to us on. Um, we do have sponsors for this uh, episode of the Maritime Bluegrass podcast. And uh, we're going to get to a little bit of a commercial about them, and we'll be right back. This episode of the Maritime Bluegrass podcast is brought to you by the Down East Bluegrass and Old Time Music Society. The 32nd Eastern Canadian Bluegrass Music Awards will be held at CEC AV Room in Truro, Nova Scotia on October 15, 2016. Show starts at 7 p.m. This is a musical showcase of bluegrass music in the Maritimes, and awards are handed out to the lucky winners. Tickets are available at TicketPro.com and by calling 1-888-311-9090. Welcome back, folks. Um, yeah, the Down East Bluegrass and Old Time Music Society is a sponsor of our show, and they're having that award show that you just heard the ad for in October. Um, the award show is always a hot topic around the bluegrass world, and really a hot topic, say, outside of the bluegrass world, because a lot of people just want to know, uh, how do you vote? How do the award winners get picked? Uh, things of that nature. Now, if you've been in the bluegrass world, you know how all this works. But for the people who aren't, I think I'm going to take a minute and explain it so that if you're listening to this and you ever want it to become a member of the society or wanted to have your voice heard or even just wanted to vote on who your favorite players are so that they have a chance to win an award, hopefully this uh, next little bit I can explain on how you can do that. Um, first and foremost, the award show, all the awards at the award show are voted on by fans. So they are all, in essence, fan choice awards, um, which means that if you join a society that is under the Down East Bluegrass and Old Time Music Society, you are a member and you get a vote. So there are a few different clubs you can join. Uh, there's a Truro Bluegrass Club, uh, South Shore Bluegrass Club, East Hants Bluegrass Club. There's a club down in Clareway, um, Eastern Shore. And I'm probably missing some more of them, but that's, and there may be one over in New Glasgow way as well. Um, first, you go to their meetings, which I'm pretty sure you can locate online if you search for them. Or if you go to downeastgrass.com, there should be a list of charter clubs underneath there. And um, <clears throat> you pay the membership fee. And then at the end of each year, um, they'll send out a voting ballot, which states at the top, please vote for your favorite. So it would be your favorite banjo player of the year, your favorite mandolin player. Gospel performance, album of the year, yada, yada, yada. There's all the different categories. Um, and at the end of the year, which is right now, in the next couple weeks, they'll be grabbing all the votes from all the clubs, tallying them up, and announcing the nominees uh, for the awards. And uh, those will be picked, or at least handed out, on October the 15th at CEC in Truro. Um, I, as um, with my show here, I have two tickets 
to the award show that I'm going to be giving away as a prize here on the Maritime Bluegrass podcast. So, that being said, um, the Maritime Bluegrass podcast, folks, in order for me to succeed at what I do, I need people to listen to it. I need people to go rate and review the show on iTunes. That is the biggest, biggest way that you can help us out. The more ratings and the more re- five-star reviews that we get on iTunes, <clears throat> then uh, it puts our ranking up as far as podcast ranking, and then iTunes will send me different things about sponsorships and people who may want to help the show out. So, the contest will go as follows. If you're interested and you want to get a ticket for free to the uh, Bluegrass Music Award Show here in Truro for 2016, here's all you have to do. You have to go to iTunes be it on your desktop or on your mobile device like an iPhone or an iPod, and you need to go to the podcast app or to the iTunes app and search for the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast. And when you find me, you have to click on it, subscribe if you don't mind, then you'll be able to get all the episodes you want right to your mobile device. But right at the bottom when you find the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast, there is a little tab that says Rate and Review, so you can give a one to five star rating. We would appreciate the five. And then um, you can give a little review of the show. And even if it's just a two-word answer like great job or, you know, if you want to write a paragraph there, that's also fine. But the more of those that I can get, the better for the show. And on um, when I release my episode just before the award show, I'm going to announce the winners and your names will be left at the door for your free tickets. And I will contact you personally via Facebook. And uh, if it's something that you don't think you're going to be able to make it, well, I'll pick a different winner. But um, you can email me, folks, at maritimebluegrasspodcast at hotmail.com if you have any questions on how to actually rate and review things, and I'd be glad to help you along the way. And I'm even going to try to release a video this week after the podcast drops so that um, I can actually physically show people exactly what you need to do to help the show out. Um, So yeah. That's uh, what's coming up here in the near future in uh, the bluegrass world in the Maritimes. Um, like I said with my wife, Vicki, we were just uh, recently at the Stewiak Bluegrass Festival out there in uh, Stewiak River Park. Lloyd and Sandra McPhee put on a great time. Um, they had music Friday and Saturday. Uh, no music Sunday. Um, and since this is my show, I can give my opinion on that. And as great as a, as a festival as those folks put on, I really think they're missing something by not having the music on Sunday. Um, I did notice there was quite a few people who I thought would have been there that weren't. And the people that were there were, uh, a lot of them were, I won't say complaining, but a lot of them were concerned that there was no music Sunday. The gospel portion on Sunday morning is a big, big seller for people to come to your festival. So if you don't want to have music on Sundays, that's fine. I get the extra added cost to the sound guys. But for, for bands to come and take an entire work day off on a Friday... And when you could have had them on a Sunday, um, you may be able to save some cost on your bands, or you may be able to get more people to buy a weekend pass because they wouldn't feel the need to buy a weekend pass on Saturday if it's only one day of music. So that's just my two cents on that, Lloyd and Sandra, if you're even listening to this. And if you don't, that's fine. Somebody can tell them if you want that we would like to have music back on Sundays on Labor Day at the Stewiak Bluegrass Festival. I know everywhere else uh, on Labor Day. They definitely have music on Sundays. The Fort Fairfield Bluegrass Festival always puts on a stellar Sunday show, as well as New Richmond, Quebec. They uh, as well put on a great show. 
But on to something else, uh, folks. In the near future, we're going to be having some more interviews and things with people. Uh, I have Terry Poirier from the Spinney Brothers is going to be on my next episode, episode four. I'm just trying to line up the interview times with him now. Um, We're not going to have an interview with anybody on this episode. This is just kind of um, a refresher episode since we haven't been around in a while. Just kind of uh, let you know what we're up to. Uh, Folks, we do have a few costs here at the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast, SoundCloud hosting, um, things of that nature, so that we can actually be up on the internet for free, so that you can download the show for free and listen to it for free, always. Um, And if you're interested in being a sponsor uh, of the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast, or you wish to make some type of donation to the podcast to help us with our uh, production costs, you can email me at Maritime Bluegrass Podcast at hotmail.com and we'll work out a way that even if it's the smallest donation folks we could definitely use it over here Um, we're trying to upgrade our audio equipment and we're um, believe it or not hosting on the internet is not free um, and it's something we have to pay for monthly so if you enjoy the show and you want to see us succeed you want to see us go on uh, consider making a small donation to the maritime bluegrass podcast but on a better note uh, we're going to talk about the new vintage uh, ep release that happened this summer as well New Vintage is a My Bluegrass band that I run, or play in, I should say. I'm the guitar and mandolin player. Um, I play in the band with my wife, Vicky. She's a fiddle player and, and sings. Jovan Doucette, dobro player from Chignecto. Larry Rushton, the banjo and guitar player from Oxford, Nova Scotia. And Joe Potter, uh, brewmaster at Trider Craft Beers. And uh, he's the bass player for New Vintage. Um, we were lucky enough to go into the Groove Factory recording studio in Amherst, Nova Scotia, with an engineer and producer and a good friend of mine, Chris Thomas, behind the board, back in February and March and um, and into April, and record our five-song EP, which is self-titled. And we do have some for sale, folks. If you're a, new, if you're a bluegrass fan and you want to uh, maybe pick up a copy of the new vintage EP, like I said, just email us here at the show and I'll make sure that you guys get one. We were in there and we did a lot of it live off the floor as far as the bed tracks go with, uh, you know, some overdubbing for the vocals and things like that. And we spent a day or two mixing and mastering the EP, but it came out back in June and uh, folks really, really seem to like it. Um, we've been selling a few of them at our shows and uh, getting some great compliments on people. Mr. Ray Sim, who is a good friend of mine and I really value his opinion and respect it, came to me and told me that. As far as traditional bluegrass music goes, that was exactly his definition of traditional bluegrass is when he listened to our CD. I take that in the highest regard. I'm glad people think of us like that. We really put our heart and souls into trying to record that, and I'm glad it came out as positive as it did and sounding as great as it did. I couldn't thank Chris Thomas or Davey and Jill Good at the Groove Factory Recording Studio enough for all their generosity and all the help they gave to us at New Vintage in the recording process of that EP. And I hope you folks really like it. The voting in that is over for the award show, but we're hoping maybe pull a few nominations out this year. We've got our fingers crossed. Being a new group on the circuit, though sometimes it doesn't always happen that way, where it is a fan-voted award show, you have to make sure you play in front of the fans that actually vote, or you may get left out in the cold as far as nominations go. So we've got our fingers crossed, and if you want to see new vintage on the award show as a performer, or you want to try to get us nominations, you should join a club or email the Down East Bluegrass and Old Time Music Society and tell them that you want to see New Vintage at the award show or at their festivals. Tell them whoever you want to see. It doesn't have to just be New Vintage. Um, and that's how you...
Uh, you can also, like I said, find us at SoundCloud.com if you're interested as well. I forgot to mention that when I was talking about the iTunes ratings. SoundCloud is another free streaming service where my uh, episodes of the podcast is available. There's no rating or reviewing that actually helps us out there, but you can do it there as well. If you're not in the iTunes world and you just have an internet browser, soundcloud.com, and then search the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast, and you can still listen and download us for free there. And besides um, all the regular stuff that you're used to hearing here, folks, at the podcast, I'm going to be doing a few other segments that I hope people enjoy. Besides just interviews and me talking about whatever, I'm going to be talking about some albums that maybe I enjoy or Vicky enjoys if she's around to talk about them. It's going to be a segment that I call Recommended Listening. You may be familiar or think you're familiar with everything that is bluegrass in the world, but I listen to a lot of different podcasts, and even I still can get surprised that there is an artist or some songs or configuration of people that I have never heard of. I have in my hand right here, you may hear the plastic shuffling, um, an LP that my wife got me for Christmas that I wasn't sure how I was really going to like it when I first got it. Um, They're called the Earls of Leicester. Now, that might be a name some of you recognize it may be a name some of you don't recognize um what it is the earls of leicester is kind of like a theme group that uh musicians mainly jerry douglas it was his idea i believe in the first place but jerry douglas sean camp who plays guitar and sings barry bales is the bass player tim o'brien who was on this recording is no longer a member of the group um was the mandolin johnny warren uh, plays the fiddle, and Charlie Cushman plays the five-string banjo. Um, I got this, and it was released actually on an LP, a record, an album, for those of you folks that may not be familiar with that. I still think it's the best way to listen to music. We may be going the opposite way as far as technology goes nowadays, but I still, if I can pick an LP to listen to, that is how I'll pick it. Um, their debut album, folks, which is produced by Jerry Douglas for Rounder Records, is my recommended listening. Uh, for anyone who has not heard it, or maybe have heard of the Earls of Leicester but not got the full album, from start to finish, I can't pick a bad song on their debut site, uh, record. Um, from side one, it starts with the Big Black Train, Don't Let Your Deal Go Down. They do Shuck in the Corn, Some Old Day, I Don't Care Anymore, You're Not a Drop in the Bucket, Who Will Sing for Me, and plenty of other Flat and Scruggs uh, type numbers. They uh they put this band together like I guess I started to tell you there before, but they put this band together as kind of a tribute to Flat and Scruggs. Um, <clears throat> they purposely are modeling the way they dress, and maybe not so much the way they sound, but the way that they record, and they do uh, try to go back to that old way of playing. So, folks, uh, in the first installment of recommended listening from Doug Proctor here at the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast is the debut album of the Earls of Leicester. Uh, you're not going to go wrong. Download it off iTunes or go to their website and find it. You can get an LP, a CD. I think you can get just about anything except for a cassette tape. If you want a cassette tape, you may have to get somebody, you may have to buy a CD and get somebody to dub one off uh, for you. That's about the only legal way I think you can do it. I'm not recommending stealing music from anywheres. And uh, I know you folks won't be disappointed with that. And as we take another little break, folks, I'm just going to leave you with a little bit of one of the songs from my recommended listening. This is um, 
track number, pardon me, I'm trying to find the one I want you guys to hear. This one is track number six. It's been called Dig a Hole in the Meadow. We'll see you guys in a little bit. This episode of the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast is brought to you by the Down East Bluegrass and Old Time Music Society. Please check out www.downeastgrass.com for more details on their annual festival and on the award show coming up on October 15th at CEC. All right, folks. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening to this episode. It's a little bit shorter than some of the other episodes because I don't have anybody to interview. But on the next episode, we will be interviewing Terry Poirier, the bass player for the Spinney Brothers. So if you um, have anything you'd like to ask Terry, uh, questions or maybe remind him of a story that you'd like him to tell so that our audience can get more familiar with it, or just to say hello, uh, write questions in at the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast at Hotmail.com or you can check me out on Facebook at the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast and leave a post on the wall or send me a message and let me know that you have a question that you'd like to ask Terry or ask myself. We're going to banter on a little bit about uh, what got Terry started in music and the bands he played in in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick until he made his move to the States and eventually made his way to the full-time position as the bass player for the Spinney Brothers. If you're interested in being a sponsor or making a donation to the Bluegrass Podcast, folks, the Maritime Bluegrass Podcast, um, hit me up on all those same emails and Facebook. We'd be, uh, we're always looking for help to help out with uh, the production costs. We make this show free to download for everybody always, but there is such a, a little bit of a cost that goes with it, and we're looking to raise money any way we can here at the podcast. So for Doug Proctor and my wife Vicky, who's made her way out somewhere else in the house and is no longer here, we'll bid you folks adieu until the next time. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Well, good morning, Captain. Oh, Captain. Please won't you lay your head on my shoulder, man. You know that we get a little older every day.